0: Hi, and welcome to the 119th edition of the Keen Minds Podcast, Recover NBC's The Blacklist. This is Season 8, Episode 11, Captain Kidd. I'm Jen, a.k.a. Takada Cycle,
1: And I am Tessa. And this episode was um, so chock full of stuff. It's going to be an interesting discussion. Can I just start by saying
0: that I love that there were a bunch of kids reading Poe, because I always read my first Poe story in, like, third grade or younger, and mm-hmm. I feel like kids reading Poe brings me back to my childhood. That
1: may explain a lot about me as a human being, though. Yeah, <laughs> I think that everybody read Poe. I mean, I've read Poe. I haven't oh, read yeah. that, that tale. But I actually I read, went uh, back and
0: re-read it before the episode because i was trying to find why they chose telltale heart maybe it's just I, i believe sam christopher was the the writer for this maybe it's just one of sam's favorites i don't know um but i when you see stuff like that in the blacklist it tends to have some sort of tie into something else and so i'm still looking i mean telltale heart is a do you
1: know Tessa? No, I, I don't. But I was going to say I've got motion. <laughs> I remember that Red is a fan of Poe. Okay. And he was talking about uh, a bunch of of uh, childhood stuff and how he like um, used to have this friend, Herb Herbie Hennicott, I think it was the guy's name, and they pulled together, and they got the periscope and the and the decoder ring, and uh, he's talking about the gold bug. So I think that they there is something in there, in that connection to Red. I almost could see Red as a kid with a bunch of his friends, including Elia, doing exactly that. Yeah, yeah. Um...
0: But I, I'm still trying to wrap my mind around why the Telltale Heart was the one chosen. Maybe it was because it would be more recognizable. I, I don't know. The for those that haven't read it recently, the gist of it is a man. the The, the narrator of the story is trying to explain why he's not crazy because the old man he's taking care of has a quote-unquote vulture eye and he must murder him for it and so he does very methodically and that's why he's not crazy according to the narrator is because of how methodically he goes about murdering this man and how well he hides him but when the cops come by because they've heard someone scream and the cops can't find anything because he's hidden him so well because quote-unquote he's not crazy and then he hears the beating of the man's heart, hence the telltale heart, and ends up confessing to it in the end. Uh. And so I'm, yeah, I, I, there are I reread it right before, you know, recording this because it'd been some years since I read it. And I had several thoughts about it, but nothing that nothing that feels like aha. this is where they were going. Mm-hmm.
1: I thought it's interesting that they they go back to Poe and remember that this was read in Abraham Stern. He was talking about his love of Poe and the and the mysteries and the secrets and the stories. Uh, but it's also interesting because they they were that's going back. We've had so many of this throwbacks to Cape May in the ID that Red had in the in the uh, safe deposit box where the the, the flash drive was stored and at least stole through the the um, the Freeburg uh, confidence and Captain Kidd, which people don't um, don't know, is that Captain Kidd is connected very much to It's It was one of his haunts and where it said that his treasure is buried. So this is another one of those loose connections may they keep throwing back to that that's really interesting because like i i am not familiar with the
0: story of captain Kidd. um i briefly looked it up was like oh, okay pirate cool um pirate but pressure, i was not cape may never found i was never i was not aware because they made the comment that it was on the eastern seaboard but they didn't say cape may so i was not aware of that connection so thank you for calling that out it's
1: yes. so, very interesting. So, um, I want to say, before we get fully into the episode, I want to explain, because I'm going to sound, um, even though I'm going to try my best, I'm going to sound like I'm rambling more than usual. I have what I call cauldron mind. Yes, She's not
0: crazy, this, folks. <laughs>
1: no, I, I do sometimes look like it, um, or sound like it, or read like it, but no. Usually I'm not crazy and I'm not hearing beating hearts. <laughs> that was the, the parallel I was trying to make. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so um, it, cauldron mind mine happens when I get a lot of information and I need to process it. And there is all this thing going there like a cauldron of a witch. And I'm trying to, the things are swirling in my mind and there's connections that I just can't quite grasp yet. Um, So, I'm going to sound a little brambly.
0: I now have this mental image of Tessa standing over this big cauldron, stirring it with a Disney villain sort of laugh going on, you know? (laughs)
1: That's great. And my whiteboard. And your whiteboard. (laughs) Yeah, the whiteboard, the cauldron, and the crazy laugh. There you go. That's me. Oh, my gosh. Somebody that can draw. Please draw this. (laughs) So, where do you want to start? Let's start by Aram and the Circus, please, because I loved it. I freaking loved it. I mean, it is so Aram that he wasn't there, and then, you know, it's like, perfect. I loved it. I know you hated it, but I loved it. You know, I have heard
0: people say that, and I, I guess I understand to a degree, but it was just so out of left field, and even Wrestler made the comment, he was like, it's like this dude's in on a... Joke on his own, you know? What was the actual... Hang on. I wrote it all down. So, (laughs) a Rom rom Circus quote was... Ran away from home when I saw the great DeVito spin 75 plates at once. I was hired as a roadie uh, on a Monday. Lost my virginity to a trapeze artist on a Tuesday. She left me for the strongman on a Wednesday. And I was back home eating matzo ball soup watching Jerry Maguire on Thursday. Wrestler looked over at Cooper and said, "It's weird, right? It's like he's in on a joke." And I I was convinced we're we're recording this Saturday evening, Friday evening when I was watching this. I was 100% convinced this must have been some obscure quote from somewhere that only a rom knew, so he was in on some sort of joke because just the way he said it, the the beats he was hitting it was, it sounded like he was quoting something, not like he was telling a story. It was the most bizarre delivery I have heard in the blacklist. And I'm still just so weird. It, it's not necessarily that, I mean, I guess Aram running off to join the circus. I don't know. That doesn't really. Yes, it's bad either, turtle. But.
1: And there was, a, remember the stories about his. About the girlfriends, the one that, you know, there was a shopaholic and... That's a far leap from running off to join the freaking circus. <laughs> it didn't ever cross your mind?
0: No! It
1: used to cross my mind every time I went to the circus!
0: I, I guess the only time I went to the circus, I was about two and got put up on an elephant and screamed my head off. Like, I have vague memories of being just... Utterly terrified. There you go. I I used to think I was going to run away to to a park down the street. I was convinced. Like, I had it all planned out at multiple points in my childhood. But no, never to the circus. But to actually do it, like, and clearly at an age that he lost his virginity. So I'm assuming he was at least, you know, mid-teenage when he did this. I... I just have so many questions now. It's, it was so I, bizarre. We've waited so long for for a background, and this is what we get.
1: Well, I'm gonna say the the whole because when we go to a we got there is a couple of very interesting things in the episode for me. Uh, that was one. I. I totally could see the guy who had you know all this bad luck with women that run into circus because I wanted to run to this to, you know I wanted to to run off to the circus when I was a kid every time I went to the circus I thought this gotta be the best life on earth I guess I just didn't go to
0: the circus I think I went once in my life and then circuses like as far as I know do they even have traveling circuses anymore they, I don't know. When I was a kid, they had them. They had them yeah, in I know in Europe. I, I I mean, I know that they had them when I was a kid because I went to one. But I don't know. Um, maybe I just had a strange childhood or stranger than I
1: realized. Yeah, I love the circus. I particularly love oh, the circus. I don't have anything against it. Um, you were I just, terrified on top of the elephant. That's enough.
0: I I guess. I don't know. I like as an adult I don't have anything against them by any stretch. They're fantastic. But like i, mean, I, the I, I never
1: the come on the clown car and they do it all the time and they get all of those like all these people coming out of the car. It's perfect.
0: Yeah. trapeze artists would be awesome. Um like the the amount of talent that those folks have is incredible. Yeah. But like just the the delivery of the lines, the it, it sounded like a quote. It sounded like he was in on a joke that nobody else was in on, and especially with with wrestlers saying that. And then I I looked it up and I was googling, expecting some absurd. So maybe that's
1: an internal joke for the blacklist writers. Maybe. That they you know they go join the circus or whatever. Um, I think I remember Daniel now saying that he, he run. Enjoying the circus, actually, or something like that. I don't know. And that would be a very interesting quote because that's a throwback to the writer of cake pain. So one more thing. The the other thing that I found interesting about, uh, about Aram is there was a sea change in him. This was a very different Aram. Yeah, I really liked
0: Aram for, like, 99% of this episode. (laughs) He had some great moments, and for me, top of the list there was, so, I bought a lot of drugs in the black web last night, (laughs) and Cooper just looking at him like, of course you did. (laughs) I just, it was phenomenal, and he starts pulling the drugs out of his bag. Yep. (laughs) That, okay, we want to talk about, that's so Aram that was so
1: very very a right there. It was phenomenal. Loved it. It was I love this this episode. I mean, in general, I love the episode. I think it was packed full of stuff and once an episode gave. I mean, I've been already getting the cauldron mind ready. I mean, the, the 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 fire was underneath the other the herbs and the other stuff was in there. This just put all the rest of the stuff and now it's like circling in there. Um, but I, it felt to me that I was seeing Aram 2.0. Aram, in a in a change person, he just didn't even ask Cooper about, you know, maybe I'll just go and do that. He caught himself, like get, stick to the point, you know, before it was everybody just asking Aram to the point and he was getting lost. I mean, it was him who did it, like. To the point, um, he went and got the drugs. He solved the problem. It seemed to me we're seeing the beginning of Assistant Director Aram Moshabai I think that the the way the crime is going, everything is going digital. I think that Aram is the guy in there. Our baby's
0: growing up. Well,
1: yeah, he's. Uh, I um, I was very very impressed with the way they got this done. Because that scene when he comes in with the drugs, when he shows up, and it just felt to me that, that they this is this is the new realm. and it felt really good.
0: Yeah, I just it was a great scene. And it, it had a nice balance of his usual awkward rambliness. And that he took charge of everything. You know, like this needs to happen, go do it. Mm-hmm.
1: Now that said let's talk about Alina Park and her trailing strategy it's you know i,
0: I my question is did she really not see him take a photo of her over his
1: shoulder um i he couldn't be more obvious Yeah, I mean, I I want to like you, Alina. Car a little more less obvious. How about pulling another agent and looking like? Yeah, like I actually thought about that. Like,
0: what if she and wrestler had been there, you know, together, like they were a couple walking along or something like that? And I'm not saying I ship those two together. I'm just saying like to help sell the. The thing you yeah, know, it, it would have looked, and don't get me wrong, like I walk a bunch of places by myself.
1: Women are allowed to walk
0: places, by the, but but yeah, just she less was less like, I'm
1: really walking behind you, it wasn't yeah. like I'm just walking. Um, it, it felt a little bit like it it was a, a weird mirror of that scene that you like so much. I actually, where, where you think that is the woman being followed, and at the end, is a woman following, so it. Felt like it was a way that, but I mean, honestly, I tell you, Rakitin and her deserve one another. It's like you need, you both need to go back to spy school. <laughs> you don't, you you don't know how to follow at all.
0: It was, I mean, clearly he figured it out. So I, I think that was actually point Rakitin. I mean, yeah. like I hate to give it to him, but.
1: Yeah, and, I, the, and the and the way he went away, he 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 shook her. It was perfect. Yeah. But the other thing is, how did he know? I mean, it's not that he said, "Oh, somebody's moving him," but he got he got the 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 he followed her, got the plate of a car, and found that because he's inside the government that she is an FBI agent. So your cars are not registered to. Even you're working in a task force that is classified and your cars are not registered to the TV repair. You know, like what was Nathan Lane was working in in Roy's TV repair. Yeah, um, it's the the
0: whole thing was not well done on Park's part. I, I really want to like her. I do. I want to like the entire task force because I'm used to liking every member of the task force. I just I
1: can't. Every time there's, well, I'm even thinking: Does she have a secret uh, objective that we're not seeing? <laughs> you know, why was she there, or did she try to do this? Because one thing I know: How on earth? Did, did Sikorsky, I'm going to call the friend from the East, know that Cooper had that file when he had given it to Aram? Aram had passed it to him and the NSA friend and Cindy, Cynthia Panabaker and the congressman or somebody in the task force. So uh, I'm getting here ideas that is Park really not that good? How did she ever made it there? Yeah,
0: I've asked that before as well. Like, how has she gotten this far? Like, she does some really dumb stuff. Like, how does she... I, I made this comment when she beat the guy half to death and then went to Red. You know, like, I understand that, she, that you know, they're trying to parallel the darkness in her, or what have you. Like, I, I get that, but there's certain things that she's doing. It's like, she's I wonder she's if she did it on purpose. If but she didn't she...
1: have to, to beat that guy and she did it to be in Red's in reds um i don't i don't get the impression she's i hate saying this but i don't get the impression she's that clever she's well, exactly that's the one that you should be suspicious of it just seems weird i mean that whole thing with 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 uh rakitin is like i mean honestly couldn't you just do something a little less conspicuous? how about just getting a couple of kids like I remember Red was had Tom followed by like a bunch of people, none of them look like they were, you know, then they don't look like FBI agents following. It gave me that impression of that same scene that you always like. Very weird. Yeah, it was bizarre. Okay. Now let's go let's talk about the Blacklister, shall we?
0: Yeah, um, I, I liked Captain Kid. I thought it was the, the whole premise for him fits very well in what we've had. And I think that we, because we've had the Cyranoid, we've had, um, sort of, um, Dr. Lakin Perillus uh, mm-hmm. was also sort of in this, you know, where you're putting someone in between you and the person you distrust. Mm-hmm. And,
1: it, there was it's a also interesting- a take of the uh, of the uh, the courier. Yeah, that's exactly uh, the courier, what the And did. you also
0: had Alistair Pitt, who sat in between and negotiated. Red's done it multiple times, where he mm-hmm. gets in between. You have, I mean, granted, this is the criminal world, so that that makes a whole lot of sense. But there was a a statement that Kid made when he was sitting in the interrogation room. Uh, with Cooper, and he says, you know, you're gonna make a deal. And he said, or this woman's gonna die. And Cooper said, I'm not making a deal with you. He said, well then, I guess the blood's on your hands. It's the same statement that Red made in the Cyrenoid when he had the gun to uh, to the girl's head and said, Elizabeth, this is on your hands. If if this poor girl dies, her blood is on your hands. And I believe that they have introduced a new theme for this season on responsibility who is responsible for the action if you're using someone else if you send someone else in and that person who is in your stead takes an action is that person you sent in responsible or is the person behind the person responsible do intentions matter more than what actually comes you know to fruition If you have a goal and people get hurt because of it, is that your fault? There's just a lot of things building in this season that has me wondering and hoping, (laughs) quite frankly, that they're tackling the idea of responsibility and how how responsible are people for the ripple effect of one's actions?
1: Yeah, what what Red said to Will um, in um, Frederick Barnes, every action had more than one consequence. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's a very interesting concept. I liked it. I, I think that it fits very well in terms of the fallout of the things you do are yours or the person you put in charge, and I think that they should be equally distributed. I mean you put it in you you hire somebody but that somebody did it so in my in my view there is no difference um, I like the captain Kidd part uh, because he was like he was like a high tech courier. You know, I take payment, I'll do that. I'm an intermediary and I cannot be that. However, he was terrified of Townsend. Yeah,
0: like once he got captured, that's when the fear of town, Ta- as soon as they mentioned Townsend, he was mm. fine as long as it was just him in what he was doing. The moment he knew that they knew who Townsend was. You could see the fear in his eyes and absolutely not. And you saw why you had Cooper trying to use him to get to, to Townsend to get to Liz. And you had Reddington trying to use him to get to Townsend to get Which to Liz. Exactly what Denver said. Yeah. And then Townsend got to him and he said, I didn't say anything about you. And he said, and now you never will.
1: It was very it similar is. to um, when Red asked Denver to basically throw. um, um Marguerite Renard from the plane, basically, or kill her, because once she mentioned Katerina, there is no place we can put her that she would, that Liz won't find her and she will talk. Yeah, and um... just an interesting thing because they are making basically Neville Townsend to be a sort of mirror to Red, and you know. There's all this ghost of, is, did Red lose a family or not? Neville Tencent lost his family and blames Katarina Rostova. Um, he is in shipping. He has shipping and he does contraband. Red does the same thing. He apparently does weapons. Red does the same thing. He actually he ha- blames Red for his family's death. Yeah.
0: Red says it was Katarina. But Townsend well, himself, as of right now, blames Red because.
1: Because Liz told him he was N-13. Mm-hmm. So he must blame N-13 for the death of his family, not necessarily Katerina. Uh, it's, but it's interesting that they're making him be, you know, a go-between-criminals, basically another concierge of crime. And, and it, it, it reminded me of what the psychologist said about red. Uh, Dr. Gray, that he was pretending, you know, everybody sees him as an iconic bad guy, but he's pretending. And Red has been always protecting the innocent. Red would never take a job like that to deliver this woman to the Saudis. Um, and it's, um, it made me feel that Townsend is a real deal and, and Red is an imposter of, of what Townsend is. He Townsend is the iconic Bad guy, but Townsend also has people inside, inside the FBI, inside the U.S. Marshals. So you start wondering, um, it's it's that what they're doing is like he's this is what Brad is trying to be, where he's pretending and, to be. And Brad has succeeded. I mean, it's it's more for
0: Red it's not that he isn't the concierge of crime because he clearly has made mm-hmm. his living doing mm-hmm. this and he's clearly made a very good living doing this but he is pickier about the jobs Protecting he the
1: innocent. Yeah.
0: yeah um, he is as you said I couldn't see him taking this job, but Townsend's statement was, well, I hope she does die because the Saudi government will pay, you know, the, the Saudi royals will pay nicely for anybody that tries to rise up to take her place, and they'll want me to kill them, too. And so he's just super cool with murdering as many people as the Saudis want him to.
1: And yeah, Whatever the job is, yeah. I'm like, yeah, this is good, I'll do that. Um, yeah, if it, if, if it pays, he does it. Yeah, it it seems to me that they're making a very direct connection between Townsend being what Red is pretending to be. But I also wonder if Townsend started like Red, if, if Townsend, because they seemed so similar, that I'm thinking that. And, and and it's funny because Red has idiocracies and he talks and he's it makes him very threatening. Townsend had this crazy thing with the non sleeping and the maniac episodes. It, it almost seems um I would be inclined to say that whatever you think Red is, Townsend was. I think that he's very likely to have been a US intelligence agents agent or military guy. He's in there and Townsend is not his name. And then there is the you know, Mary Brennan, the pigs, um it's like all these things are swirling and I can't find a way to connect them yet. But I will. Yeah. Just give me a little time. It's uh there there's
0: definitely missing pieces of the puzzle much like mm. Red said in this episode that you know that Cooper thinks he has all the pieces.
1: Yeah. Mm. I, that was a very powerful scene. Very very powerful scenes. Because Do we want to jump into that scene? Yeah, I think we should. Do you have any nails? Um not for kid.
0: I don't think so. No. But um Cooper and and Red what I know we have Red Never Lies to Liz, which is kind of sometimes gets a little iffy. But um, whenever he makes a blatant statement that is there's no hemming or hawing, there's no dancing around it. It is just let me be clear sort of moment. Mm-hmm. I and maybe I'm setting myself up for disappointment here, but I read that as, OK, we can take Red at his word there. Because he's such a master manipulator of words, if he doesn't want to answer something, he won't, and so if he straight up tells you something, you can usually bet that's true, and he did that with cooper he he said, "You know, let me be clear for the last time, I am not uh, I think I have it yeah, um, hang on, I have that in here, I believe i um." For for what I hope is the final time, let me be clear. I am not a traitor to this country, and I do not divulge sensitive intelligence to this country's enemies. That was very interesting, because in the pilot, that was one of the first things that they said he did, was that he took American secrets and sold them. Mm -hmm. And so for him to be that firm on that, it's very interesting. I mean, I understand that since he then we've also had... said,
1: "I was intent on becoming the criminal the world believed I was." Yeah, but and it was just very interesting to me. And he did... and he said the same thing in the trial, saying, "You know, they became uh, Raymond Reddington became a very different man who did very dark things, but never one of them was treasonous." So there, there is a line, and I, I generally take Red at his word. I think that most of the time. He may be dancing with the words, but he's not directly lying. It's very, very rare that Red lies, and he he tends not to lie to his friends. And that's what I mean,
0: that he is so capable of dancing around things that when he is that straightforward, you can usually take him at his word. there's There's no reason for him to look someone in the eye and very clearly lie. Because he can get away with dancing around it.
1: Yeah. And he, he this this was to me very clear and it, it establishes to me they're the they're, they're, they're the truth and the truth are usually um, they may be subtle but they are There and then there is a loaf of bread they throw at you, and like they leave you like a little bit dizzy um, because they're big loaves of bread, it's not a little crumble that they throw at you. And, And I tend to distrust those because usually they are walk back immediately. And this one felt to me that Ren is absolutely telling him the truth, and that goes with the very beginning that imagery that I've been talking about probably since you know since I started the blogs and started on the blacklist since we started this podcast red starts kneeling over the the FBI seal uh, he when we they first present him he has the the uh, the flag on his back they again the flag behind him when he's kneeling down on with all the circle of weapons aimed at him which will be a which f- is very I was gonna say, which is actually different
0: than the first scene you see him in in the pilot script, because he enters in the pilot script. He enters in, um, I think he's coming into Dulles uh, mm-hmm. in DC, but he's he's coming through um, through um, customs yep. in Dulles, and so it was a very intentional decision to shoot it the way they did in the pilot that
1: aired. Mm-hmm. And then after that, when you see him at the end of the episode and he's sitting down under the seal of the FBI, there is this table it looks like he has like a river in, 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 inside. The FBI seal is reflecting on the, on the seal. And then there's two armed guards, which are not guarding him. They don't have the weapons pointed at him. They seem to be guarding him. And he's at, this, at the position of power at the table. And this time he's, you know, and he's told, well, you're, you know, it must be good to be back home. So there is everything that I'm seeing, the way that he said to Cooper that he was a colleague, it just feels to me that Red is just telling us what this, this 30-year mission that he's been on, the that he embarked in, in 1991, just... You know, it's the same as as a, as the trip. He's trying to get home. He's this is his way home, and I guess now she's lost, so he doesn't have a way home anymore. Um, it, it the the whole thing seems to me that they're they're just bringing down those 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 things at the same time that they seem so intent with the loaves of bread to convince us that red is a Russian. Uh, A spy that is being stealing information, which is, you know, he may be in possession of stolen information. Doesn't mean that he's using that against the United States. Well, we saw that exactly um, in
0: a few episodes ago when you had someone defecting from the NSA or NSA. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And had information that could devastate the United States. Reddington purchased it. And instead of putting it out on the black market, he went to Cooper with it and was like, yeah. here you go. And so, I mean, that he could have gotten a whole lot more money for it out on the black market. He yeah. wasn't interested in that.
1: So that brings me to my next thing about Cooper. Cooper said something very interesting. He's taking this side. I find that very interesting because... I mean, that wrestler did, we know what part of his anatomy he's thinking with. Um, we know that, that Aram may be thinking with his heart, uh, not wrestler. And, uh, but what exactly is Cooper doing? Because this is a woman who almost blew a colleague. And then he said something very interesting. I haven't you know, she's like a ghost. She comes at night, gives information and then leaves and she's gone by the morning. So this tells me something that the drive it's not the only thing that she has given Cooper.
0: There's that too, but the way that he described her reminded me so much of Katerina Rostova. Just that description of her. It's I think that Cooper still sees that young woman that he met eight years prior and the one that he stood there and gave a eulogy at her, her funeral. Um, the one that he's fought for, that he's befriended, that he is one of the godfathers to her child. Yeah. I, I think that he sees that and whether true or not, I believe he thinks it's an either-or scenario where you are either for Red or for Liz, and if it comes down to it, he is so fed up with Reddington, and he—I mean—but he's said for for years now. He's tried. He's done a lot, like Dembe has, and said hey, you were pushing her too far. You were pushing her too far. You were doing this to her. Red didn't back off. And that goes back to what I said about, you know, responsibility being what I see as a running theme for this season. Red has secrets that he is determined he needs to keep. He demands loyalty without answers. And he's doing the same thing to, to Cooper right now. He's saying... Everything looks bad. You think I look like a traitor. I am telling you I am not. And because I say so, you should trust me. I don't blame Cooper for not trusting him. I would be very distrusting myself. I'm going to be very irked (laughs) if it gets Cooper killed and the fandom turns around and says... He shouldn't have listened to Red. He's dead because he didn't listen to Red. No. If he gets killed, he's dead because Red demands loyalty without any
1: sort of... He expects blind loyalty. Yeah, but it's not that. I'm sorry, but it's not that. Um. Until we know... Why is Red acting the way he acts? At the stakes that he's playing, I mean, this is a guy who had over and over and over gone out of his way to exchange his life for Liz, to protect Cooper, to protect Wrestler, to protect Ram. He has saved. The United States from disaster with the satellites, from the world from plague, from a bomb in the in the UN, from Gaia who is going to unleash, you know, nuclear terror and basically would have covered probably most of the eastern seaboard. There is no evidence that Red is N13, except a series of things that could be explained in another way. So when I'm going to, if I'm going to make a determination of if I were in Cooper's place, what would I believe? I would look at what Red has done and I would look at how the things that he has done has saved people, have saved innocent, have saved the United States. And I would think, you know what, maybe I'm playing a game that I don't have all the pieces. So I think that words are very cheap. Liz has done nothing to prove anything except this is the file. And I, it was in Red's place. But Cooper hasn't said, hasn't gone to, to Red and said, listen, this is the, the file that was there. He hasn't gone to him and said, this is a file that was there. Why did you have this? This is classified information. What did you want to do with this? Because in his experience, Red has not done that. He has saved this country over and over and over. So I find that because everybody now is is becoming Liz. I want answers. I want answers. But nobody is asking why can he give them? If... There's times when you're playing games that you don't, that you just can't trust people. It's the same thing that when you're a CIA agent, you're not allowed to tell even your spouse what you're doing or who you are. It's the same thing.
0: No, you can't.
1: You can't. If you're going to tell, you have to have permission and the thing has to be discussed and your spouse has to be. This is a whole intelligence doesn't work with but it's different honor and 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 it just doesn't
0: i understand what you're saying but it's different if this is someone outside of the scenario and someone you're asking something of he is asking for trust from liz from cooper and i understand that he has done things that are good he's also done a lot of really bad things as well like what concept of crime i mean they they have seen him over and i understand that in the world that red plays in he's a pretty decent guy
1: well let's well, just take any of the killings that you object to what is the bad things that really has red done that you wouldn't have done them in the same place sam 100 percent sam but some said i wish they know he was six hours did that, you not see the, no, the nod? No,
0: there was no freaking nod. <laughs> there was. A you and nod. I will battle this out until the end of days. Because yes. That was murder straight up. He murdered Sam because he didn't want his secrets divulged. He murdered Liz's father to keep his secret, and then covered it with he was in pain. Okay, so but maybe, he did say he pain. was in pain. I'm in pain 24-7. I don't want someone putting a pillow over my face. But <laughs> you didn't say,
1: I wish they said six hours, did you? No, he did say it. Um, People say things
0: where, when they're in their lowest. That doesn't mean that gives anybody the right.
1: I to see go- the nod. There was no nod. I that, was a you, nod. You and I are going to disagree on that. You see, no, see, but there you're doing, you're doing something. You're saying there was no nod. I'm saying I saw a nod. You're saying there was no nod, meaning I didn't see a nod. You may have seen it, doesn't mean it was there he either. Nodded or he didn't. I okay. mean, <laughs> I'll, I'll make you a gift where you see the nod. Okay. Deal. Okay. Um. Both of the people read kills. Are bad people, are really bad people. Most
0: of the people that he kills.
1: What is a good people that he has killed? I object to one killing, um. <laughs> the, para- the, the paramedic in uh, in in the manslaughter. That's uh, the one that I that um. The rest of them, I think, I would have proceeded just the same.
0: Kate, the
1: first time he shot Kate, even he regretted it. He regretted it. And he shouldn't have done it. But. But. Kate was. Kate may have come to love him. But Kate was always ready to take him down. Kate should have been by all measures in this saga. Being killed the moment. That she dropped Liz with Sam. By all measures. She was the only person. Who knew where Liz was. She was unreliable. She was a blabber. She blabbed the entire thing. To Annie when he just just met her. And then. He kept meticulous notes. Of every bone. Every body that she had cleaned. Kay may have looked cute. And she suddenly. And she called everybody Deary until you realized what Deary really meant. She messed up that cleanup of in the in the ship and she did it on purpose because she thought she was getting a Tom in trouble. She didn't find the bullet, even though this guy must have been limping. Um, everything that Kate did was not as innocent and loving as it seemed. It's... It, there is a, when you start looking at the actions and forget, like, oh, well, you know, she was just standing there and he told them, I'm going to defend you. Wait a minute. There was Kate with a gun in her hand in a moment when there is an assault. Was she trying to kill Red? Um, not everything is as it seems. And Kate's actions speak to her being there with Red, making sure that Red didn't come near Liz. Everything. She did. Where do...
0: You, are you saying just in general? It's... You know, we, we have discussed Kate multiple times. But you asked me for an example. Yeah. Sam, Kate. There's two. It's... I will admit that Red, for the world he lives in, is a whole lot better than most. I used to love Red. Mm-hmm. My frustration with him began with Kate... And then has just started sliding down that hill since then and his reactions and his de- his demand for blind faith in him. Mm. It's absurd.
1: It is not easy. And I think it is more... It's not healthy. It's it, not I, healthy. The problem is when you when you do it with family and pretend that they're going to react like, like colleagues. But I think in the world that Ray lives in, there is little distinction and I I don't know, I've, I've had my moments with Red, but the more I look at these things and the more I look at the people who look to be good, I'm not so convinced that things are as they seemed. Now. Let me ask you, does Liv have somebody inside? I keep thinking, you know, everybody, wrestler is the most obvious one, like, who's feeding her information. But then I started thinking, what if he's not? What if he's Alina Bark? What if it's Cooper himself? I could see Coop. I could see Cooper. What if because he's he...
0: <laughs> Oh, that'd be all interesting. Interesting twist. Um, I don't I think it's Dimbe because I think that Dimbe would see that as a betrayal. And I don't think he's willing to betray Red. I think that if he chose to defect, you'd see him go, Raymond, I'm gone. Mm-hmm. And then walk. Like, he, he would be honest about it and then walk. I don't see him as the duplicitous sort. Um, Cooper, I could see because he is. Just 500% done with Red's antics. And he has... Seems to have chosen Liz's side. Um, but if we are to believe him... With what he said to, to Reddington... He has not actually made contact with Liz. He's only received certain things. Which... By the way, I'd also like to tie in to the fact that we as the audience have not seen Liz. Much like Katarina for the longest time. Well, I mean, still, if you believe Blonde Cat is not, you know, Lottie's cat. We only know Katarina through other people's point of views. Right now, we only know Liz through other people's mm. point of views. That's is very doing- interesting. Liz is doing this. Liz is doing that. Liz has made alliances with this person. We have not actually seen her. Or heard her voice. Since the beginning of this season. And sure. We're being being told. That she hired this person. She's given this information. And it certainly seems that way. I'm not saying that that's not the case. But we have not seen. Seen it, and so much like Cooper going, well, Liz is dropping this off. We can only make assumptions for what we're seeing. We
1: don't have all the pieces of the puzzle. I'm gonna, I'm gonna post an interesting one to you. What if Rakitin has been uh, tied to Liz? What if she has got to him? I mean, you you even said that they were t- saying that he looks like a scruffy Tom.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think Sam on the writer's room uh, twi- uh, Twitter a few weeks ago made that comment. I don't remember for sure if it was her, but, uh, yeah, someone said that he looked like a scruffy Tom. And it was something really bizarre. And I may, you know, she may have just kind of gotten into my head with that comment, but there was something bizarre in his speech patterns in this episode with him in red and the dialogue that he had and the way it was delivered and the types of words he was using that reminded me of season two, Tom. Um, so when he was deep into, you know, spy Tom mode and I, it may just be that, you know, my brain has latched on. I mean, not latched onto it because I particularly wanted to, but like I heard that I thought, Oh, and then we got to Sam's episode. And it's like, Oh, Listen to that. He sounds like season two Tom, but listening to the dialogue, it was almost like she went back to season two Tom and used that as sort of a launching point for the dialogue to base the dialogue off of. No clue she did. Not mm. no clue how her writing, you know, process well, works.
1: Uh, what do you think about my idea, I, Liz? I mean, everything that Liz knows could have come from Rakitin. It's interesting. Um, I mean, I I think it would, I mean, like,
0: guys, sorry, like, part of this is coming from a conversation test that I had before, the, before we started recording, if that seems like a kind of a weird tie-in to make. Um, I think that Rick Keaton is in over his head with Reddington. I think he probably knows that. I think he probably knows how dangerous Red is. And that when he threatens to break his jaw and wire it shut and force feed him uh, blended uh, hamburgers, smoothied hamburgers, um, until he bursts, that that's probably a pretty legit threat. Mm -hmm. Um, But he's also answering to Sikorsky or the friend in the east and he had a really interesting reaction to being told that what we assume is a hit being put on Cooper because he sat there and told Red you need to deal with this you need to deal with it you need to deal with it he's obviously not backing down you need to deal with it. And then turned around and the look of fear on his face. And like, I don't know if we should be doing this. When Sikorsky said, you know, handed him the instructions mm. for Cooper. Something funny is going on there. So, I don't know. Maybe he's in
1: Liz's pocket. But it would make sense if 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 he's in Liz's pocket. It makes sense that he's trying, she, what well, she's trying to do. Because she's trying... What she tried to do was separate Red from everybody that meant something to him. And that's directly from Kate's playbook. Uh, she even mentioned the 86 bodies of Kate. And now it seems like separating him from Cooper was something that nobody else tried. And it's interesting now that is that Cooper is now choosing this side. So it makes me think that Liz has been working on Cooper, not necessarily meeting him, but just giving him information that we don't know where it's come from that made Cooper choose her. And now if he has Rakitin, then she's definitely in there. It, It just seems to me that what Rakitin is doing, the way he's acting, doesn't make a lot of sense. How on earth Could Liz know where in all those bank things would Red have that that thing in there?
0: In all that the what? All the
1: He has all the safe deposit box. Why that one? They didn't go looking for it. My my
0: guess would be because she's got uh, Skip and Skip had the information, but would he have moved stuff after he knew Skip defected? I, you know, it's. He had I think, just
1: got that, and he put it in that particular one.
0: That's true. That's true. He had just gotten the the jump drive. Uh,
1: yep. So right. how on earth? It just seems to me that Liz has it has a lot more fronts that we know of. I think that she may be working on Cooper. Uh, Cooper's change seems too radical, and I'm not sure that it, it is even logical.
0: Yeah, he did go, and that's that's something I've been thinking about. He went from we have to put out and you know a warrant out for arrest to I choose side Liz, and I'm like, oh, okay, Coop, <laughs> how'd you get
1: there, hun? Mm-hmm. So I think that that's what it is. There is something in that, that Liz, that you know the the ghost, which by the way is also how Elia was described, mm-hmm. how Red was described, how Dom was described, Katarina. Katarina. So it's a very good observation. Then there's another thing that that it seems like that Sikorsky, or the guy we're calling Sikorsky, because we don't know if that's his name, <laughs> is actually the boss, because he says everything is according to his instructions. And is that the real boss? I don't think so. I think there is somebody above him. He's answering to someone.
0: Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine the top dude would be meeting... Maybe- at this restaurant with this group, you know, uh, like we've seen with everything else this season, with someone being the middleman in between. Mm-hmm. My guess is there's at least this guy acting as a buffer to whoever our big bad, or maybe not even big bad. We don't really know who this group is. I mean, no. I, I'm I mean, this is directly it,
1: tied to the cup to taking down the cabal because those packets. Red said that were you know they were compromising information on the Kabbalah and that mythic battle that he's been for 30 years is a battle to take those heads out of this mm-hmm. of this uh, Hydra that grows new heads. Um, but there was another thing that was in, that was interesting. They were calling about you know tell Moscow, and I know that we were supposed to take it. Okay, that Sikorsky, he's working for Russia because he's a Russian agent and he's N 13. But then I remember Berlin. Berlin was using the name of a city as his as his moniker, and mm. he was a Russian. And Russians conquer Berlin. So if Moscow is not the city but a person, that would be somebody who conquered Moscow, and that took me right back to Katerina and Rasputin telling Dom uh, that um, Moscow will fall. So I'm starting to think it's it's this top guy, a top gal, it's Katerina running the show because she got tired of the well-meaning relative and friends that every <laughs> time tried to help her um, make things even worse. I could definitely
0: see that. I've wondered previously and now if they're trying to take down the cabal that does make more sense yeah i could totally see katerina being behind this
1: could katerina be moscow could be so i think that there i mean there is so much in this episode um so many things just happening at once I, I loved it i particularly found it very very good
0: i think one of my biggest issues with it because I did overall enjoy it. But the longer we go without Liz. The more it feels like. I don't want to say any other procedural. Because there's some really bad procedurals out there. But. Another network procedural. Like it's its always been for me. With the, the deep mythology that the Blacklist runs with. It's always been you know a variety of steps up from your typical network procedural and the lack of Liz, I, I had made an assumption just based off of, you know, how the beats and stories hit that our little spring hiatus I mean, Mm. there was a whole lot of spring hiatus, but last week um, that that would be coming back from that would be where we saw Liz. And so I feel like to return and just have nothing from her is it was almost like all the rest of the air got let out of my balloon. It was a good episode, but. It was so overwhelmingly clear that Liz just isn't there. And that our leading lady on this show has been gone for multiple episodes now. And I, I've i moved from exhaustion to just being really put out over it. <laughs> okay, Tessa's making a face. She's got an idea. Well,
1: what happened when we had an off week? We're gone. 16 ounces. Mm -hmm. We're going to get another hiatus of one week and we're going to get Elizabeth Keene a repeat.
0: Oh, I didn't know we had another
1: one. I thought that we were straight through to the end So we did 803, a couple of episodes, 804, and I bet we're going to go with repeats to the Cyranoid. Why? Because that's the last time we saw Liz. And then I bet that Megan has been filming four, five, six episodes, and we're gonna then go into what Liz has been doing, and they're going to converge. And I have a feeling they're gonna converge in the Russian knot, uh, because the Russian knot is a knot with that doesn't in in yarn that doesn't seem to have uh, a connection that you don't see. It's an invisible knot. So is it 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 um, connects two yarns without, vis- without seeing how it's done. So that is, to me, what they're doing. And it's, it's been very obvious to me. So we're going to see what Liz has been up to.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, I, I'm holding my final judgment on it. I mean, like, I've seen quite a few people say this this is saying something that you are, you feel like you are in a place where you can just, Leave your leading lady out for multiple episodes because clearly th- there would be riots if this happened with James. If James wasn't there for multiple episodes, he and I agree that be there the other ones. Oh, that would actually be interesting. Um, we'll we'll test the theory out if that's true. Um, but like I've seen people say that, and I'm I'm desperately trying not to hop on that bandwagon and waiting until they give us the reason because if she is filming a bunch of episodes and they're doing this you know one either for covid or two because we're just gonna have very very heavy liz episodes okay i'm not crazy about the way that that pans out but all right i think there we go you're also enjoying the lizacation um i am not at all and
1: so it's. But I find it interesting when they do something like this because it tells me a lot of things. And also, um, you know, eventually th- there is other characters that supposedly are dead that um, maybe they're not. And eventually we'll get an episode that tells what they've been doing. Listen, you can't lure
0: me into enjoying a lack of Liz by teasing me with Tom coming back. <laughs>
1: I see what you're doing. <laughs> is it working? No, yes, it is. I can see it. Yes, it is. Forget <sighs> it. She it is. It's, I think it is, it's, it's a different way of doing things. And I think the blacklist is, you know, uh, um, I'm not bothered. And I'm not bothered when I get an episode without Red. Um, oh, well, I'm not either. But, and, and I don't,
0: I think it's the multiple back to back episodes without her that's been just absolutely
1: crazy. And well, weird. to me, it's like, it's been so clear by now that I'm like, and as soon as they, they said that they were going to repeat 803, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's what they're doing. We're going to get 803. We're going to get 804. And then we're going to see what she's been doing, because that's the last time we saw her face. We've seen her from behind. But that is probably because she was filming. And I think that ta- that's the only way that we're going to get to 22 episodes. And I bet we're going to get double episodes.
0: Maybe. Um, and that's what I mean. I'm trying to to hold off on being angry, and right now, just count me as frustrated. Noted. I'm I'm frustrated. I am. I will let you know if I'm angry about it after we get her back and find out the. I hope you're right. I hope we get episodes with like this is where Liz has been because, right now, I think you can. You can show someone like Katarina from other people's points of view, and it makes it interesting. And I like the tie-in with that. But there's also something about using your leading lady and just... It makes her very unsympathetic to a lot of viewers, I think. To not have her on there and to, to only see the people...
1: But they were doing everything they could to make her unsympathetic. I mean, taking Dom and torturing the old guy who's, yeah. you know, siding with a woman who said, oh, I am your mom. Yes, I abandoned him. But it wasn't for a good cause. <gasps> oh, Red, oh, you give your life up to me? Hmm. I, Do think I run me, a, yeah. a, a test? Yeah. You don't tell me truth. What this woman does, you know, I have no way of verifying any of it. But she's my mommy. I think
0: the hospital husband, the the one that really... Kicked the uh, the sympathy bucket there, the the lack of sympathy bucket. Like I don't think there's, I have not met the anybody that
1: were pretty bad. Yeah, the
0: the planes were bad too. Um, but like we saw Liz with that that trigger. Um, assuming that the planes was her, like we're we're told that it was that she orchestrated the planes, but we have not seen her. We
1: have not heard her voice. It's. Yeah. Yeah, and just, but even before the thing she said, it was like, oh, yes, this is mommy. Yeah, and mommy killed a bunch of FBI agents, but it's mommy. And it's like, yeah, and Ren gave up his life for you and tried to save you a bunch of times. Yeah, but he doesn't tell me anything. Did mommy tell you anything? Because I don't think she did, honey. It's all right, it's mommy. It, yeah. It just seems to me like Woman you Katari- need to get your Blonde- things
0: Blonde Cat told her Just enough to make it look Like she was giving her answers Not actually to give her any Answers because she didn't have any answers To give she was busy trying To get them herself yep. And it just Yeah that I will forever be very frustrated That Liz does not seem To learn that lesson
1: And how about Jennifer? I'm your sister. Here, this is a report that says your daddy said, there was no uh, DNA of Raymond Reddington before we knew that in 311. Oh, never mind. He's my sister. Let's believe her. Um, And the rest of the task force, he's like, oh, yeah, Liz saw it, so it must be true. Really, guys? Really, guys? I mean... You're taking Liz's word for things. You know, if it's a family member that's... She believed Rasmus. She ate their whole thing. I mean, Rasmus was so outrageous that... Like, really, honey. Even Bressel was like, you know what? That doesn't seem right. Um, I'm going to try to find Katerina instead because that, that just doesn't seem right. So, I don't know. I mean... Um, and this moment, finding to be, I mean, I like Liz, I like the Keens, uh, but I'm not finding easy to side with her. Yeah. Um, I,
0: siding with her, for me, does not necessarily mean condoning everything she's doing. I'd, I think that comes from a very easy place, having been a Tom fan. <laughs> For as long as I have, <laughs> I've been a Tom Keene fan since season one, and or at least since I saw season one. Mm. And there were plenty of times that I was screaming at my television, going, "Tom, don't do that! That's a horrible life choice. Why are you doing that?" <laughs> and he wouldn't listen. But you know, hey,
1: um, he just had her.
0: I yeah. Latter. Oh, you should. <laughs> We're, no, we weren't recording in season three, so we didn't get my live reaction of finding out that Agnes was incoming. I—that's like the funniest story. I actually ran across it somewhere the other day. That um, so, my best friend, who was my roommate at the time, was not watching live with me, but she was in her room. I was in the living room watching. And the doctor walks in and tells Liz she's pregnant. And I started cussing at the top of my lungs. And screaming and yelling at the television. Because at the time, I was convinced they were going to use it to just gloss over the reconciliation between Tom and Liz. And it was going to be very poorly done. And I was very angry. Hence the reason I have said multiple times, like, why are Keenlers not more angry about how they got their scene than they are <laughs> like it doesn't make sense to me because if they had used Agnes to just magically make everything better I would have been so angry and I assume that's what they were doing because on TV they do that a lot and but the blacklist did not I, was, I, I know I was, I was happy that I was proven wrong in it it was one of those moments but Kira came out and she goes did they kill Tom <laughs> <And> I said <laughs> no Liz is pregnant she's like what's wrong with you <laughs> But yeah. Um, but th- I don't know how that got started. Um apparently I have cauldron brain too, but in other ways. Um <laughs> I just got off on some sort of trail. But anyway, all that to say that I I can side with a character without condoning everything they're doing. Yeah. Right now I do not condone what we believe Liz is doing. If she's doing it or not still yet to be fully determined i think i'm kind of hesitant to jump fully on board on liz's crashing planes but but all in all i understand why she's angry i would be really pissed off in her case if i were in her shoes and i understand her need for answers do I think that the way she's going about it or that setting off a bomb in a hospital is a good life choice? Absolutely not. But yeah. And so just because I'm on Liz's side does not mean I condone everything she does.
1: Yeah. I, I, I get that. And I understand Liz wanting answers. My frustration with Liz is that she doesn't actually use the answers she gets. And she is the world's poorest interrogator ever to exist. That woman cannot ask a question properly ever. Or listen to the questions being asked or actually, I mean, anybody listening to Rasmus would have said, wait a minute. that doesn't make sense. Um, and push. She just took it. If it comes from a a blood relative, she takes whatever they give them.
0: Yeah, it's frustrating. It really is. As a Does big that? Liz fan, it is frustrating. Yeah,
1: and it's just like whoa. I
0: just I wanted I complained for a lot of years that I saw very little growth in Red. Right now, I don't see a whole lot of growth in Liz. Um, I've seen pieces with her going back for Agnes was huge, but when it comes to the way she seeks out answers we haven't seen a lot of growth and that's like I just I wish there was well it, it goes back to what passport. I
1: say I don't think that Liz wants answers Liz wants acceptance Liz wants to be told you're mine you're my daughter you're loved you're wanted that's what she wants yeah, and it's not answers because if there were answers, she could have got those answers. If She really wanted answers. She could have just got a, you know, read that that DNA test in season two. In season one, she didn't. Um, she she if she wanted answers, she could have got a DNA test from from Bloncat. She didn't. I mean, there is all these things that she could have done that she didn't.
0: Yeah, and that. That makes a lot of sense. And that would also explain why she's so quick to, to trust people who are supposedly biological relations. The only person that didn't necessarily fit with was Kirk. And she was much more hostile to him than she was with anybody else. She was still willing to risk, you know, not necessarily her life, but willing to risk, you know, going into surgery for him. Yeah. To say uh, the guy
1: who was about to jump off a building with her baby, with her kid, yeah, yeah. Who in order to her get child? answers and, um, who's even to say that he had them?
0: Yeah, or the, I mean, he obviously was hoodwinked by everybody because he thought she was his child, mm-hmm. and so he was probably not the best source for answers.
1: Nope, and neither. I mean, how about Kate? Oh, Kate was a great woman. Kate was a wonderful woman. Kate wanted me to have the bones. Whoa, stop there. Kate didn't want you to have the bones and she didn't want you to have answers. If she wanted to give you answers, she had a whole ride with you in the car. And did you give you any answers? No, she put you like, you have to renounce sin. It was almost like biblical stuff. I expected her with the long robes and the thing. Renounce three times. I give you three chances. One is when I went to your apartment and told you to renounce sin. Then I told you again in the beach, and then again in the car. Renounce is bread or the truth. Um, if you renounce the devil, then you can. I can show you the truth. And meanwhile. If she had really wanted Liz to have those bones, she would have had them delivered with Denison or UPS. Uh, yeah. Or deliver them to a... And just how about just bringing them to a to a, a, a police station? Like, just deliver them to the... Bo- then they would have certainly find out whose bones they were. Um, how about not choosing Tom, who was emotionally involved in the situation... And not leave any identification so that Tom would say, wait a minute, I better find what is this. And, and
0: who, then- like, how did she even know he was going to break away from what he was doing? He he had just gotten a thumb drive of information from a woman dying on his doorstep. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, clearly Kat survived because she showed up with Agnes in season, mm-hmm. end of season five, I think. Yep. Um, and so, I mean... Clearly, she made it, but, like, at the yeah, time, it was,
1: it was, the whole thing is so crazy that it is obvious to me that the answer didn't matter to her. It's acceptance. That's what she's looking for. She's the little girl that was left with some stranger, um, and then, and then you know, she also had Kate as her nanny. I mean, generally, cadaver says nannies are not... not be anybody's first choice excuse me are you obsessed with cadavers that's the nanny i want you're (laughs) hired just make sure you're exsanguinated over the over the tulips so the tulips grow beautiful because if we're going to do something Let's do it well and blood is perfect for toys. I want so bad to snark about that and pop off with something, but
0: I fear that someday someone will clip this <laughs> this down and be like, don't let this girl adopt. This is how she thinks. <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, no, no
1: nannies who murder people. That is my <laughs> that is my
0: stance. No murdering nannies. <laughs> no, no
1: murdering nannies, no body cleaning nannies. Uh, I mean, generally, those two things will not be in the same thing. But there's Katerina, knowing this resume is pure BS. And sure, go ahead on board. I mean, that was just... But it's Katerina. I
0: mean, I think you just said it within saying it. It's Katerina. Like, Kate's story didn't match up with the ages and everything when when she gave, you know, her resume to... Mm-hmm. To Kat I Katerina had to know that she had to have resources. To, I think she knew who she was. She knew she was somebody she had knew sent she could Bay. manipulate it.
1: Somebody yeah. has sent Kate up to her, and she felt like, okay, I guess I gotta take this crazy person. But she's a cleaner. Yep. Well, and I, I didn't Kat- murder her like
0: I did the, the previous two. I think Good. Katarina saw someone she could manipulate. Yep. And so whether Kate was. Kate said that she loved her I don't know if she was in love with her or just felt like she was family or I don't know really the depth of Kate's love for her but I do think that she loved her to a degree and felt an emotional I don't think Kate emotionally connected with very many people or in a way that most people would be able to understand Um, and so the fact that she did or she thought she and she thought it was reciprocated from katarina because Mm -hmm. katarina was very good i think she probably was very much like carla described red in season two that she could make
1: people think that they were the center of her world Mm -hmm. and i think that is a well known um for covert agents yeah, exactly. If you if you put the emphasis on the other person, the other person never questioned what your motives mm-hmm. are. Yep. It is a very... um. Th- there is a lot of things in this show that I have a feeling that when we get to the end, it's going to be like a mirror that you flip and everything you know is going to be turned on its head. Yeah, I, I think that there will be a
0: lot of things that right now I'm going... What does that even mean? Like, why? But we don't have all the puzzle pieces. And I've said for a while that I'm withholding full judgment to the end. Because... That's what Red said. I am the puzzle. I know you can't solve it. Yeah, I did love that. He had some great lines. How did you feel about his cheeseburger line?
1: That sounded like a nasty threat. (laughs) I know. I 100% believed him, though. Oh, yeah. I I don't intend to believe. I mean... I mean, it's still my favorite line, my favorite line of Red in, in terms of threatening people was the, the, the greasy guy with the nightclubs uh, that he puts a cigar in and says, oh, so the suspense is uh-huh. killing me. That was. Uh,
0: season one, Red. But the exception of killing Sam was absolutely glorious. I, I miss season once. I, I miss so much of when I loved Red. I want to love Red again. I hope by the end of it, somehow, some way, I can love Red again. Because I miss it. I hate it. That sounds that like,
1: I, a, like a song. Yeah. I want to love Red again. <laughs> it's my Blacklist song. Let me get yeah. a guitar.
0: <laughs> All right.
1: I think that, that uh, completes everything.
0: Yeah. Oh, and hey, I forgot to tell you, I meant to tell you and forgot. Um, we're actually on a new platform Yay go us um, So you can listen to us On SoundCloud, iTunes And now Spotify We are on Spotify um,
1: Awesome
0: Yeah and you can talk with us We have some outstanding questions um, Our friend I believe Joanna is her name uh, Joanna sent several more in on Tumblr So you can reach out to us on Tumblr
1: Twitter uh, Reddit and Facebook uh, and eventually, we'll do a special and answer them. Yeah. Um,
0: hey, if we have another, you know, week coming up that we have a, a dead week, then we'll just do it then. Yep. So. All right. Until
1: next time. See you later.
0: Bye. Stay safe.